Welcome in, everybody. This is Too Much Movie Night. Follow along while we go back in time through our favorite movie night movies and see how well they hold up. I'm one of your three co-hosts, Brian. Beside me, I've got JJ. Are you serious, Clark? And Steve. Kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your Every ass. This week, we'll spin our wheel to see which movie we'll be viewing. At the end of the pod, we'll rate our movie on our Too Much meter. We'll keep track of which movies hold up to be the best movie night movies. Thanks for listening in and give us a follow to keep up with our weekly episodes. Once again, JJ, that was <laughs> timing was spot on. Welcome back, guys. We are here for our, uh, our first holiday. Whoop, whoop. Merry Christmas. Woo. Happy Chrysler. Happy Chrysler. <laughs> Bringing in our first of two week, our back to back Christmas movies. And nice. uh, Steve, did, did your movie win? No, no, JJ's movie won. No, no, oh. no, JJ's movie didn't win either. This guy. I finally got another win. I'm like, this is like two in a month. I love it. I love it. I already want to end this episode. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It gets better, JJ. <laughs> You're getting up there, Brian. You know, it's, it, it'll even out in the end. By the time we get 100, maybe you'll be. Uh... I sure hope so. <laughs> He might be caught up with like half of mine. So I yeah, maybe so. half of yours by that time. I don't know. Yeah, movie seventy through a hundred will all be me. <laughs> so we're hitting the uh, the wonderful Lampoon's Christmas classic, uh, nineteen what is it, 1985? 1989. 1989. 1989. came out. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo. You know, this is what the third installment of the National Lampoon's. Um, was it the third or the second? I, this is the third. They third. did, uh, yeah. they did a European Europe. vacation for after yeah after the original mm-hmm. one. They dropped what Vegas like almost a decade later. Yeah. Yes. But this is a uh, this is a movie I I don't remember the first time I actually saw it, but I want to say it's dated back at least fifteen years that I watched this every single Christmas. Uh, JJ, you and I even had a tradition where we were going to see it in the movie theaters when they played it back back in college. Yeah. Uh, this is every... a. Every year, I, I I can remember. I mean, as a as a kid, like being real young, we would watch it on VHS, and then, I mean, it's continued on every single year. Usually, like, not necessarily the night before Christmas or anything like that, but like a couple nights before the big day. Always watching it. Yeah, like you said, Brian, they would always show it at the movie theaters every Christmas, and we would go. You know, get half lit and then go to the uh, movie theater. <laughs> I mean, that was most college we were half lit, but you know, <laughs> yeah. This is just one of those staples, though, right? This is like oh, a, yeah. this is just it has to be a Christmas staple, and uh, I, I think you know, for me, I want to say that like, well, this it came in, you know, eighty nine, so this was oh, you were God. forty. close as my senior year in high school yeah yeah so this is like my senior year in high school and um and i i do remember going to the movie theater to see this right and so remember there was this one theater where i grew up and it was it was a big theater because like although there were the malls that had the multiple ones there's one theater that had had one 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 screen and so it was really large and so this movie was playing there and i remember going going to go to this movie at that uh at at that theater um at the time and and seeing it and just yeah it was like okay 
you know, I already knew the vacations from before that, right? The different vacation movies, saw them and loved them. And, uh, and, and then this one came out and it was like, oh yeah, that this was, it, it did not disappoint at that time. Right. With of course, cousin Eddie and <laughs> Clark and, uh, uh, you know, doing their whole thing. So, so with this being a John Hughes movie too, you know, just not only Chevy Chase being all over, but just the the Chicago, everything Rust Belt, the Chicago yeah. feel. Um, you had bears advertised everywhere, you know, Blackhawk stuff, uh, Illinois yeah. stuff. It was Lies Buck, I go. It just you know, <laughs> it, it had that feel of a John Hughes movie to it. It really did, kind of look like that that eighties, that eighties John Hughes Chicago. That's what everything was about, you know. Ferris Bueller, you, yeah, you name it, Breakfast, all that stuff. So, absolutely. You know, I've I've been a Bears fan since I was a kid, and I'm actually just now putting it together that this might be the cause of it. Like watching, <laughs> watching Christmas Vacation and Family Vacation growing up as a child maybe led to me being a Bears fan. It hmm. clearly was an elite quarterback play. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, Jeremiah Chechik is going to come in as the director. I actually saw that Christopher Columbus was originally John Hughes' first choice, uh, but he said Chevy Chase was too difficult to work with, so he bounced out. And uh, really? they made the magic that was Home Alone just the, the next year, uh, the two of them. Damn. Actually, yeah, I watched that on that uh, the movies that made us. Oh, I didn't even know they had one for this movie. Well, it oh, was it the, was talking about one. it was talking oh, about okay. the Home Alone one, and and they mentioned that he dropped uh, the other Christmas classic, Christmas Vacation, and then came and started uh, doing Home Alone. Okay. I wonder why why do why because I've heard that a couple times. Like, why is Chevy Chase hard to work with? Is he just demanding? Is he just? Do you think he's an just ass? good at acting like an ass? I know. I think he probably is an ass. You know? Yeah, he, he's definitely got to be an ass. Like, it's one of the deals where it's like, okay, we've got we've got our cast all lined up, and it's like, well, Chevy Chase comes in, he's like, nope, she's not hot enough. Nope, she's not hot enough. Get her out of here. Well, and, and then they the have to it... go back and recast like all the other female roles. And that's the way it feels too. Like. Again, I don't I don't think he's a good-looking guy, this overly attractive fellow, but he always has these great love interests in his movies. And these girls aren't going to be interested in a guy like him. You know, they can't be. Right? <laughs> well, like yeah. Beverly D'Angelo. I mean, she's okay, yeah. Is, is, she the, is she the one you're talking about? Well, uh, her, any of the love interests in Fletch or Fletch Lives. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, the Spies Like Us. The... Uh, the chick he hooks up with, like it's, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe. We saw, we, we see Dennis Quaid later in this movie. He's packing a rocket, so maybe Chevy Chase is too. Who knows? <laughs> Joel notice that those white pants he was wearing. Did you see Dennis about, Quaid? Are you Randy talking about Quaid? Randy? Quaid? Randy Quaid. Sorry, Randy <laughs> Quaid. What's going? On? Dennis Quaid. I was like, Dennis Quaid is not in this movie. Randy Quaid. I've there seen this go. movie a thousand times, and I can. <laughs> honestly tell you unless he's one of the cops i've never seen randy quaid or dennis quaid in dennis this movie. Quaid. see now we can't can't even keep it straight <laughs> but yeah i've often wondered about that i just don't know i mean i, I mean because 
maybe he is that is just like so overly demanding of like you know hey i'm make this movie i'm gonna be the one making that not just making the movie but like i will make this movie money right i'm gonna be in this i'm gonna be funny i'm clark griswold you can't do this movie without me so i'm gonna be I want all the fucking green M and M's picked out of the M and M bowls. You know, that, I don't know. You know, but something maybe. wrong with that guy. I mean, it, it <laughs> he has he has to be just like an absolute like demanding son of a bitch, especially with the this being his franchise. Yeah, I all guess, right. but I don't know if he has to be. But yeah, maybe he is. I just don't know. That's well, crazy. I mean, that's he. He seems like the kind of guy that yeah. would be. Because to me, Clark Griswold's the kind of guy I want to go have a beer with. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to go to a Blackhawks game and drink a lot of beer with Clark. Yes. Uh, uh, well, go for it, Brian. I was going to say, with all with all the Chevy Chase bashing aside, let's get this trailer started. Tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe. Take it, Russ. This holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. We work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Yeah, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, I'm really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. The United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. Clark W. Griswold has decided to give his family a fun old-fashioned family Christmas. He takes his wife, Ellen, third incarnate daughter and son, Audrey and Rusty, on a long-distance car ride to find the Griswold family Christmas tree deep in the white, wintry wonderland. Clark's middle finger instigates a road rage incident that nearly has the family celebrating the holidays dead. But Clark evades the oncoming snowplow and evil Knievel's the family safely into the tree farm parking lot. 
Once they hike miles into the snow, thaw Audrey's eyes and hand dig their huge tree out of the ground and strap it at the family station wagon. They're headed home and away we go. What? 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 There he is. Hey. All right. Hey, is that working like, now? Yeah, you don't sound like a helicopter anymore. Yeah. Damn. What'd you, what'd you adjust? Everything. <laughs> cool. 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 <laughs> turn it off. Turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah. I hit the old on off all, all, all O N O F F switch. You know. So. Yeah. Basically, just readjusted everything. But. Well, cool. We already to go. got to uh, to the point where he kidnaps the boss. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about well, to say. Shit. I was about to say, Brian, you should have just been like, and on our too That's... much meter, how would you rate it? <laughs> Man, I had some really good stuff to say. Too. Um, no, so, so I was going to say, you know, luckily, right, I'm going to go back because where I was. Luckily, they landed right into the uh, into the tree yard. But, but, you know, driving along and then, you know, moving over into a lane right underneath a big truck is like, holy shit, okay. For what they, oh, yeah, the truck was right up but just right enough for the uh for the family truckster to get there and um uh but yeah so there we go i love the that, callback though because really they're not going anywhere on a road trip but we yeah. at least get to start off in this the scene you know you yeah get to enjoy the station wagon and you get to enjoy the you know terrible family sing-alongs that are going <laughs> along I don't love the follow. Get, take it, Russ. Follow, follow, and then read nothing. Follow, 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 follow. Take it, Audrey. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, you, you know, so oh, actually, what I found out was that truck that was following them. So uh, I heard, I read, read that that truck was used in get overboard. So I was like, okay, that's freaking crazy. How that. Yeah. Uh, they they keep reusing the same the same shit over and over again, right? With some of the different stuff, I like even the were, houses, like their houses and stuff like that. You know, so. I wonder if there were panties in the uh, glove box. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- we might have to do uh, overboard as one of the rom coms. See if we can get mom to watch a movie with you. It's like uh, right, her right, right. Favorite fucking movie that and like Greece. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I guess we didn't even touch on the uh, the opening little montage, the the animated one. Now I hate movies. Hate movies that start off with like a ridiculous just intro where we're running the titles. Uh, Monsters Inc. comes to mind. Um, most of yeah. the early Marvel movies where it's just like you're watching six minutes of just titles. But Stupid shit. The like worst, the worst one of, of all time, it. though is uh catch me if you can but then yes oh okay Sorry. where it's just like the little animated type not quite animated but like a cartoonish like like 2d two-dimensional figure that's yeah i know shit man yeah, yeah that's, but that's anyway that's that's neither here nor there but yeah <laughs> I, I i agree with you brian i absolutely hate like the credited openings that are five hours long mm-hmm. and then you get finally to the movie you're like son of a bitch this is why you put them at the end so people can leave come on right you're starting me off pissed off and i don't like it but i very much in, i mean i enjoyed the little banter back and forth a nice little racing the guy the middle finger you know you gotta love that as a kid getting to watch a movie where you're like oh shit yeah. he's flipping somebody off i want to do that someday <laughs> Right, <laughs> but then, look a deer. <laughs> <laughs> look, kids a deer. <laughs> but then we see them 
drive all the way from Chicago to what looks like the Rockies. And then they make this mile-long trek out there. And then you want to convince me that we forgot the saw, but I was able to uproot what looks like a 16-foot-plus tree? Bullshit. That's some uh, that's some work right there, right? You're gonna uproot that that size of a tree, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then how did you get that tree to the car? Because he had no sled or anything like that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be dragging the daughter soon because she's half frozen, you know. <laughs> Sorry, her eyeballs are already frozen. <laughs> He's already starting to like. His mouth is freezing. He can't even talk right during this time. And yeah, yeah. Oh man, I was a uh, yeah. That, that that whole tree thing. But I did like that the you know like the 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 light, the hallelujah light shining down on the tree. Like that's the one. Oh. <laughs> that would that tree wouldn't even fit in our yard. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. So Clark's expecting a huge Christmas bonus to put in a swimming pool as a gift to the entire family. Unfortunately, he used up the family savings that he needs to needs the bonus to replenish before Christmas. Later in the week, as the family is Christmas shopping, Clark meets Mary, the ultra-sexy lingerie sales girl, because, well, why not? It's National Lampoon. And I love that of any of anything that you put into this write-up, you write that in. <laughs> because that's a- a little bit of a scene. That's what we put it. You're right because that's such a that's such one of those iconic scenes of uh, it's a bit nipply outside. Yeah, like have you ever been to a store where it's like, oh, that's what I'm wearing? Like, no. And then Clark okay, talking about his uh, dead wife or not so dead wife <laughs> who doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> right before he brings up his Yule log. <laughs> log, log. Who said log? Not log. Not that I have a log. I mean, that whole like just uncomfortableness of him like trying to talk to her was so damn funny. Uh, and then Russ, and then that's when Russ walks up. Russ sees him over there, like, "Ha! Huh, oh, what's dad? What's dad doing?" He's, hey, Russ, look, no lines. So you, you touch on this being Leonard from Big Bang Theory. So this is now the third set of kids that they have in these movies. And I, yeah. I, I'm i one that I hate continuity errors. I like reprising the same actors over and over again. But I actually didn't, I don't think I minded this. Because then you're not having to play with the illusion of like, you know, they're getting way older than they actually are, you know. Screw it. Let's just throw in two more random kids. We'll give them the same names and uh, yeah, we'll play with it. That's but, right. Uh, and, and and you also have to appreciate is that the kids all act the same. Like Rusty has that like those little smart ass comments throughout. No matter which National Lampoons you're watching, like it's always Rusty being like a little shithead smart ass. Like oh you know Dad, I gotta go feed the hogs, do some homework, and yada yada. What you know whatever. And then you have Audrey who's just worried about her appearance and the boyfriend just like anything a teenage girl would be worried about yeah yeah just that despond but you know brian i think that you're right now because i really hadn't thought about that from that aspect of like you know like kate how do you account for the kids i don't remember when the first vacation came out like early 80s they would have been like almost 10 yeah it was six years older so hell they would have probably been like in their 20s now you know went off to college so how do you how do they account for that so it's just like yeah you know what screw it we're not even going to do that beverly d'angelo still looks like she has because that you know and so we'll just uh um you know we'll just press on with uh with yeah with well with a new crop and yeah it worked i think it worked 
just like you said, I think it worked totally fine. And that and was... It, uh, I believe but, this is the first, uh, the only movie that Rusty's actually the younger brother, whereas he's the older brother than the other three. Oh, wow. Man, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even realize that. I watched all four he vacations. He, I, <laughs> yeah, he is He is in Vegas. I don't, I can't remember European vacation. But... Also, because well, I remember the redheaded Rusty in the European vacation to mm. where, you know, yeah, he's like, yeah. He, and he seems definitely older than even the rusty and the christmas vacation so yeah i guess i guess in regular vacation yeah he is the oldest one did y'all notice the callback to in the car scene in the very beginning that uh audrey's wearing a beret which they'd done the uh, european movie right beforehand too oh oh yeah. cool little uh, easter egg in there Look at that <laughs> nope i didn't catch That's that pretty one. cool <laughs> Once home, Clark and Rusty start decorating their house with a mere 25,000 Christmas twinkle lights. In the meantime, Clark's old-fashioned parents and Ellen's drunk parents arrive to spend the holidays with the family. Clark has plugged all 25,000 lights into one single garage switch and can't get them to turn on, so he gets upset and drop kicks the Santa before Ellen realizes the wiring and flips the switch. As the family stands around admiring the thousands of dollars in the next month's electric bill, Clark gets congratulations from all of them, including the un. <clears throat> including the uninvited cousin Eddie, his wife Ellen, their kids Rocky, Ruby Sue, and their dog Snot. That's their pride, their pride and joy dog, Snot. Snot, yeah. <laughs> now, let's, let, let, let's jump back a little bit to the latter scene. This was always important to me because Dad used this growing up as a... Uh, as a moment for ladder safety. Well, and that's moments. how he told me that, <laughs> yes, yes, he always was like, all right, now you want to see that if, if you have your ladder, you don't want it to be just straight up and down because then this could happen where you fall back into a tree <laughs> or, you know, he, he kept throwing all this stuff and I was like, dad, I'm like eight years old. Like I have no f- fucking plans of getting on a ladder anytime soon. <laughs> but look, those life lessons you now but, remember. Right? I mean, it is one thing that that I I always remember it now. Like doing what I do, we use ladders all the time, and I'm like, hey, you know, remember that scene in Christmas Vacation? Whenever Clark's up there trying to hang Christmas lights and he has that ladder malfunction, let's avoid that, guys. Come on, you know. And then I then look in the mirror and I'm like, damn it, I'm turning into my father. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but did he also say, don't plug in? Uh, extension light upon extension cord upon extension cord to well, stack yes, them yes. all I up mean, right there because that's just not really good practice there son <laughs> i mean that i i don't to, to me that's just common knowledge but I yeah mean, i guess so, not to everyone <laughs> so i definitely this was my inspiration for the love of putting up christmas lights um Steve, I, you and I definitely were, were big on putting up the lights for uh, for many years. JJ, yep. did uh, you and your dad were you guys? Uh, did you go full on Griswold when it came to Christmas lights, or were you a little bit more modest? Um, so he he really really loves decorating everything for Christmas. Like he he goes all out on the house. He they have like one young tree in their front yard, and he puts like. 30 or 40 strands of like multicolored lights in it. And he's like, I call it my ball of fire. And oh my it, God. <laughs> 100%. It's like, I don't know how he gets them out of the damn thing, but he does it every year and he absolutely loves it. He decorates the roof. Like the, the exterior is just completely covered me. I'm not as an, as much of an avid fan of decorating. Cause it's just a lot of work, but <laughs> 
the better half wants to do it, so I'll do it for her. Hell, I loved it back in the day. Uh, back in like middle school-esque or late elementary school, we were in Oklahoma and then Florida. So those roofs, you can throw a ball up there and it's not rolling off. They're as flat right. as they can be. Yeah. So like, I'm calling up there at the age of like probably 10, 11, 12-ish, and it's no big deal. There's no hazard. It's one story. I'm not dying if I fall off. That's, that's beautiful. I know. Fantastic. Easy. Easy. Now we've got the steepest roofs ever here in Virginia, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck if I'm getting up there. Well, no, that's, that, that, that's one thing that I saw like up here in Ohio. It's like I would not want to fucking hang Christmas lights on there. And it's a it's a big business for guys. Like They charge like a 1000 bucks to come hang up lights on people's houses, and Jeez. people pay it. But I think, you know, like being in the roofing business and seeing Clark up there with the, the staple gun, just like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're fucking in leak central right now. Like, I was going to say, I, I remember using the clips. I don't know if those clips were quite around in the late 80s, but goodness, I, I, I could have swore that I had to have been bad for the shingles to drop it in that many staples. Oh, 100%. And yeah, that, I mean, being in the roofing business now, I look at that and it gives me anxiety. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so, so I don't think st- I ever used the staples. I don't think I've ever used staples to, to staple up Christmas lights. Just, I, can, just, I, I, I can remember my dad doing it like on the ridge cap. Like we're putting yeah. lights up here and he's up there. Ka-choo, 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 and I'm like, is that good? And he's like, it works. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now looking back, I'm like, son of a bitch, that was not good. <laughs> So as he's going through this process of turning on the lights, I did read that in uh, the shot that they used when he throws that tantrum and punches the Santa, he actually broke his pinky in the process. That's why he starts kicking everything. But it worked so well in the moment that they kept that shot. Mm. <laughs> broke his pinky. Man. No, what, Santa. See, I would be difficult too if I was uh, – if, if, if they want me to punch yeah. shit and I'm breaking my pinky, I'm going to be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Now that you say that, it's funny. Like, you see his reaction to breaking his pinky, and it's, like, legitly, like, having a fucking freak out. <laughs> and going back to what Steve was saying about him being a difficult actor, probably, well, there you go. He he hurts his smallest finger, and he just starts destroying the set. And, like... So you, you add that rage, and then you have to the point, too, where you got the whole family watching. And then, of course, both both fathers, the father and the father-in-law. Oh, did you check all the bulbs? Why don't you make sure you check all the well, No shit, we checked the bulbs, you know? Yeah. Oh, that just you know adds to that rage, I'm sure, like just stewing inside of them. Yeah, because uh, what does he say? He's like, shut up, Art. I'm like... <laughs> uh, so, so I want to talk about the neighbors. Because uh, was it Todd and Margo? Right, Todd and Margo are the are the absolute worst fucking neighbors you could possibly have. Right, and they just that they hate Clark, that they hate him. And I'm wondering again, well, why? Maybe it's because it's Chevy Chase, right? They just don't like. But you know, <laughs> but you know, it's like I wonder why do the neighbors hate him? He's this family guy, you know. He's a neighbor guy. He's doing stuff to his own house, his own yard. But yeah, they absolutely just hate him. And he just gives it right back to him. That's what I love. Like, hey, where are you going to put that thing? Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> it's like, well, how dare you talk to me? Like, well, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. Yeah, Todd and Margo are Are they definitely really that a... bad, though? I definitely had to analyze it this last viewing of it. Yeah. What are they asking for? They're asking for a neighbor that's not loud and obnoxious, doesn't break their shit, and leaves them alone. Like, 
yeah, they're the the yuppie couple without kids. Sure. But does that make them the villain? I mean, Elaine's not the the nicest wife ever, but you know, just they like. I mean, shit. I, I I think it's. I think it's really just more like I I do I I sympathize them with, or or with them a lot because it's like you know I want to I want to have quiet chambers I don't want to be disturbed in any way shape or form but also they're just kind of assholes. Yeah, I agree with that. She definitely. I mean, is. that's that 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 that's kind of the point where it's like like okay, like you're living next to them. You can be at least a little nice, or because like yeah, I get it. They just don't want to like. They just don't want to be friendly. They they should be they should be fucking living in an apartment in downtown Chicago instead of a, a house in a community, right? Where they're gonna have like those types of neighbors and stuff, right? But so. but also, I mean, to to kind of defend them, they shot a guy like the window. Well, not well. Yeah, we'll get to that. But I mean, when you when you live next door to a guy like Clark Griswold, who is constantly like getting hurt, making a lot of noise, doing a bunch of shit, it's like okay, that does get annoying. Once Eddie, his family, Eddie's black dicky, his white turtleneck, make themselves at home, Snot starts drinking all the Christmas tree water. Clark wonders why his boss has not sent out a Christmas bonus yet. So instead of asking his boss directly. He stays up at night daydreaming of the pool. And Mary, the lingerie girl, skinny dipping and emerging to reveal Ruby Sue. She tells Clark the kids were told by Eddie not to expect gifts this year because Eddie is a turd. Eddie is a turd. So one of my favorite Cousin Eddie scenes is when, you know, they first appear here and... Because uh, Cousin Eddie's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, well, I mean, like the kids could go sleep inside, but... uh, Helen and I are comfortable in the RV and he's like, we could use a little alone time and like rubs up against her. And she, she like giggles and she's like, guess I'll get out the rubber sheets. <laughs> well, well he tells her, he's like, Hey, why don't you go get the kids things and don't forget the rubber sheets and gerbils. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? I don't, and I didn't get that. I was like, I was like, they was like, is he saying to get the rubber sheets and the gerbils for the kids? So they don't like wet the bed, but then why do they need the gerbils? But then he's, I don't, or is he talking about for him and his wife for their alone time? I was a little bit kind of trippy about that one. I was like, Oh, you gotta love the Dickie. Like oh, plainly oh, showing yeah. through that white sweater that he's wearing too. That's right. I mean, he he walks up to that that classic Christmas decoration that everybody's grandparent had of the candle in the middle with like the fan blades that went around it and he just looks at it and like pokes it and it just falls completely apart. <laughs> You've got the classic <laughs> Marty Moose mugs for the eggnog. Got to love the callback there. Loved loved the eggnog M- Marty Moose mugs. Those are fabulous. I love it. I I've been looking I do want a set of those for uh, like scotch glasses. <laughs> I'm not a huge eggnog fan myself, but um, I would love to drink some like scotch or some nice bourbon out of those for the holidays. Just sipping on it. Oh yeah. The next day on a shopping trip for the dog's food and broken light bulbs, Eddie reveals to Clark that they're completely broke. So Clark promises to buy presents for all of Eddie's family so they can enjoy a wonderful Christmas. The next morning, as the family sits around the breakfast table throwing insults at one another, Clark looks out to see Eddie emptying the RV's waste disposal in the city sewer, creating a dangerous green ooze even the Ghostbusters wouldn't touch. Shitter's full! (laughs) Shitter's full! Just that great line of him just sitting out there, just dumping it, and his 
bathrobe that barely covers what it's supposed to cover. And with the, the and his hat. With the yeah. hat. <laughs> yeah. A freaking wool hat or whatever it is. Jesus. But I mean like like really like that like the image of him doing that is is funny, but the music that is playing is just you could not have put a better soundtrack to that spot. The, that like cartoon esque sound. The cartoon esque like tuba playing <laughs> Christmas music. <laughs> it is like it is perfect. 100% perfect. And then of course Todd comes comes out like he's going to go on a run and just immediately stops. It's <laughs> like looks over like holy shit. That is why Todd and Margo hate Clark Griswold. Well, you know he was running right back inside there. to make sure that Margo didn't see what was going on. He goes, "I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to make yeah. sure that she stays inside and she doesn't right. even see this." Just just cousin Eddie makes the movie in my honest opinion. <laughs> That's that's why they followed up with a sequel, Christmas Vacation Two, something about Eddie. Never saw it. <laughs> never did either. I've never nope, did. I've never seen like it. Oh three. Oh, jeez. I wonder if they filmed that in Canada. Oh, once he <laughs> hit the lamp. <laughs> yeah, I think that was about the time that his money troubles really started kicking up. <laughs> but this leads us to the the montage of uh, of Clark up in the attic and. This was probably my least favorite scene of the whole thing. Yeah. If anything, it gives you that feeling of like, okay, this is why Clark loves Christmas, reminiscing in the old days. But the slapstick comedy for me, that's just not Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is supposed to be this brilliant guy. It comes up with some polymer to go on cereal so it doesn't get soggy from... Like, he's supposed to be a smart guy. Women evidently love him because he's suave. He's he's pretty, pretty charming for the most part. That's what he's supposed to be. But, like, then you see him in these slapstick almost like chris farley-esque roles and like i, I don't buy that you know that's not the character i buy chevy chase is supposed to be well, i mean that's the original chevy chase though that's your saturday night live chevy chase coming back into the world well but so I, I i see like brian's point right and, and I, I agree with, i mean not to disagree you know jay say they're wrong but but i don't know that physical type comedy i don't know because that's yeah chris farley like that's not necessarily who i thought chevy chase was either yeah but, no, well, but, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that you are wrong in this. Like, I, I agree because he is like suave, Mister Smooth, in, in every other film that he does. But yeah, he, he has that, that moment where he steps on the board and wham, turns around, steps on the other board, wham, and then falls through the ceiling. Like, well, what I idiot mean, doesn't know to stand on the freaking rafters? Who's standing on the ceiling like <laughs> that? You know. But but in this movie, right, that's kind of, I guess, who Clark is, right? Because there's Clark falling down the ladder. There's Clark, like, leading the ladder backwards. There's him hanging off of the gutter, right, slinging the, slinging the ice cube into that stuff. He's just, uh, maybe he's just a clumsy or, you know, uncoordinated kind of person who just shit sort of happens to, right? I guess I just didn't know which way this movie was trying to take me. For the longest time, I thought yeah. this was a PG movie. Some of the lines they use, they drop one F-bomb, several shits, and then I was like, oh, this is PG-13. So is this physical comedy? Is this more trying to appeal for the family masses for when you have the younger kids watching? Because that's just not, I felt like, the comedy that they were going for. This felt very, the, the sophomoric humor, or you know, the yeah. very early... Um, Dumb and Dumbers, Three Stooges type. Yeah, I mean, I I think it is kind of trying to appeal to the younger audience because 
you know, we're we're not as as kids. I didn't laugh at Art sleeping on the top bunk, staring at the <laughs> is, is that Claudia Fisher poster? <laughs> or, or like, oh, you know, I didn't think that was funny as a kid watching this movie. But then, like now, growing up watching it, I'm like, like that that's pretty fucking funny, you know, like. And, and like Audrey talking to <clears throat> Ellen about like, well, he sleeps you know, like sleeping with your brother is wrong. I don't want to know what he does in his own bed. Well, he's got that supermodel poster up above his bed. <laughs> yeah, we know what he's doing in his bed. We know what grandpa's doing in his bed now, too. I, I see your point. And, and I think that you guys are right. I think you're definitely right with this. It's it's uh, because there is some of the smart. There is some of that smart comedy in there, you know, with like the little the 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 quick witted stuff that 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 is Chevy Chase. You know, a lot of the quick hitting, um, you know, talking to talking to Mary at the department store. You know, a lot of that a lot of that really quick stuff that you got to be listening for. You know, that's happening. That's the comedy stuff. But but then you're right. Yeah. OK, well, let's throw in some some easy laughs for for little kids family stuff like that you know with hitting them in the face with the ladder hit you know because you know what little kid doesn't like to see somebody smack them whatever you know but but yeah now did y'all notice that uh who was it uncle owen uh the 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 older uncle with the toupee uncle lewis uncle Uncle lewis Lewis, yeah lewis sorry uh yeah uncle lewis in the in the, in the reels, the, the the old movies that he's watching, Uncle Lewis has that hideous toupee on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that too. So it's but, like 40 years down the line and he's still wearing that ugly ass toupee. But that whole, but I agree with Brian too, that that whole kind of, there was a number of scenes that like, that okay. I mean, this movie was really what, only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It was really yeah. only an hour and a half long, but they like dragged out a few scenes to, you know, to kind of get through, through the whole little storyline. Right. Some things were like dragged out him, him talking to, to Ruby after the whole Christmas thing, right. The up in the, up in the attic for, for a while, you know, there was, there was quite a, quite a few different scenes that were just like, all right, you know what? I could fast through, fast forward through this to kind of get through. Yeah, get I mean, through the, uh, some other good stuff. That's you know? that that that's always the scene. the The attic scene is usually the check the scores scene for me, where I'm <laughs> right, like, yeah. and we go to the phone. I did read that the director before this was a uh, commercial director. So once I read that, I was like, oh, okay, it kind of ruined it for me a little bit because that's what it felt like—a bunch of little, almost not quite commercials, but just little scenes that they segued into together. As much as I don't like the attic scene, I have to say that it it does kind of boost the nostalgia part of it. Why? Why you know he wants to have such a great family Christmas? Why does like Clark is since the beginning, you know, with the magazine and the sap scene where he's ripping it off and everything is sticking to his hands like since that scene he's like no i want a big christmas you know and that's clark griswold and so seeing the old movies really kind of shows you a more in-depth look into what clark griswold is and what he wants is to relive the memories of his childhood well but but actually but you're right, JJ. But but to your point, it does get boring shit. But I think I'm not necessarily sure that we need that sort of stuff. No, no, we to don't. understand Clark, right? Because we know even from 
vacation, even from, you know, European vacation, he is all about family, right? He is, yeah. that's all he is, right? He is all about family, everything. Else. Even the guy that he works with says, you know, you're the last the last true family man, Clark, you know, and, and so he's all about that. So we don't necessarily need that. And I think, but I think that the movie kind of needed it to fill time, you know, in a lot of yeah. ways. Too. Oh yeah. And, like, like 100%. It was like, basically we got done shooting and it was like, okay, well, if we kind of wrap this up, we're sitting in an hour. Like we really need to make this a little bit longer. You know what? Call Chevy back and get him up here. We're going to shoot this scene real quick. Oh, and we're we'll, also going to we'll shoot. It in. We're going to shoot a sled scene after this too, because because that was my thing too. It's like, all right, a couple of these could have been trimmed down, but yeah, you can't trim an hour and a half down much more. Because that yeah. sled scene, oh, I didn't like How, it either. This is where, like, I, I I see what you were saying earlier about them going for a Christmas tree, like in the Rocky Mountains. But in all honesty, like these motherfuckers are skiing down a ski slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a sled. There, like there ain't no ski slopes in in Illinois. <laughs> no. no, like Illinois is like decently like more flat. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did find something interesting too. So at the end of the sled scene, he ends up in the Walmart parking lot, right? Yeah. What's another yep. name for Walmart? Wally World. Wally. Oh. oh! I don't know if that was intentional, oh. at all, but I was like, that's kind of interesting, you know? Yeah, I thought hmm. about that. I was like, I wonder if that's a meaningful connection there or not. I mean, I I will have to say, like, this is another one of my favorite Cousin Eddie scenes because he's like, you know, hey, uh, Eddie, why don't you give her a shot? And he's like, oh, nope. He's like, they had to take that metal plate out of my head because anytime <laughs> Catherine would fire up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and pass Catherine. out. Catherine! Catherine, Catherine, that's, right. that's Catherine. her name. Oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, anytime Catherine would fire up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour. He's like, so they put this plastic plate in my head. And I mean, if I mess that up, it'll just, my, my hair just won't look right. <laughs> and as funny as that was to me, I kind of looked back. I, and I was love like, it. Is that messed up that we're laughing at him? Like he's he's a vet, right? That has some sort of like. Oh yeah, one yeah, like, yeah. He's a war. Up. He's a war vet that has like this metal plate. He's damn near homeless. He's broke. Maybe this is like a uh, you know. Wow, this is is this a thing to like? Uh, you know, hey, we need to take care of our veterans better. You know, almost a uh... <laughs> well, laughing at his well, I mean, expense, he, and that's kind yeah. of like, Clark up. says Jesus. like like does he not have a job? And and Ellen comes out with uh, well, uh, he's waiting for a management position. <laughs> for nine years. <laughs> so on Christmas Eve, Clark's senile and borderline deaf Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis arrive for the festivities, complete with a gift-wrapped cat that nobody wants. During the family meal, Aunt Bethany's cat drags the Christmas tree lights under the recliner because that's what cats do and shockingly is electrocuted into oblivion. While they decide what to do with the corpse, a huge poof happens in the other room. Lewis torched the too dry tree because we never saw that coming. Clark puts out the flames, but not before realizing his Christmas dreams are nearly over. Oh. So, quick so, little Aunt Bethany, the voice of Betty Boop. Did y'all know that? What? Yeah. No shit. No. This was her last movie she ever did, but she was actually the voice of Betty Boop. That little old lady, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Man. Did Who, not know again, that. Again, we're all. laughing at somebody. Because she's senile, like 
She's Cena. How she's is that? Ma- that's not supposed she, to be funny. She's making what? a Jello with cat food in it. <laughs> so, yeah, and she's totally fucking Cena. Oh and man, it's one of those like okay, this the scenes and everything they set up is funny, but like we're laughing at somebody because they lost their damn mind. Like <laughs> again, the, the tasteful or tasteless jokes here. Oh, I mean, damn that 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 I I didn't know that. That's funny. That's a little messed up. Like, like that. But like when she says like, oh excuse me, she thought she like farted. <laughs> like Lou's like, well, did everybody clear the room, Bethany? <laughs> 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 did I break wind? It's like I, I, I always think at that part. I'm like, I'm like, if I'm ever old enough to where I don't feel a fart coming out, like then something's wrong. I don't want to say that. It happened last week. <laughs> but I mean, like, like it all, it all lost. Everybody's just like. Like, you know, they cut the turkey and it just like absolutely yeah. shrivels up and she's just oblivious. Like, oh, did I break wind? <laughs> and like looks around at everybody like, did you clear the room, Bethany? I love the attempt to eat the dry turkey, though. You see some of them yeah. sticking it in their wine, swirling it around, you that, that like chewing noise. <laughs> oh, I <You> always, <laughs> always do that. So my mom always like, she she knows it's common knowledge. I'm the better cook. And so anytime my mom like makes something in meat wise and it's a little too dry, I always go like that. <laughs> oh, and she fucking loses her mind. She's like, shut the fuck up. And like gets all pissed <laughs> off. But I always reference that scene because it just makes her lose her mind. But the cat going underneath the tree, just the amount of electricity flowing through that like yeah. first off what kind of wiring do they have or like the breakers <laughs> obviously don't don't work yeah. that well they do <laughs> shut off but they don't work that well because it well, that cat fried for a long time the city has to turn on the nuclear power at one point when they turn on the outside <laughs> lights you know did y'all notice that auxiliary was spelled incorrectly too they flip up the huge switch to auxiliary power and auxiliary is spelled incorrectly shit, that's awesome but you gotta love aunt bethany standing up and doing the pledge of allegiance they want you to say the blessing standing up i pledge all... and you know they just go along with it because they know she's uh. she's lost her marbles i'm Poor googling lady. the auxiliary thing in christmas vacation right now because that's <laughs> You know, I love that Eddie's the first one to stand up during that pledge. He's a she he's starts a the pledge. Vet. He's a war vet. She stands up. He's just like, "Here we go, here we go." Right? I'm gonna be the one. So, Abe. <laughs> but I wonder. I, I don't know who cooked the turkey. Where did the turkey come from? That was Catherine. She cooked it because Eddie kept trying to console her. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. She yeah, started she started crying when they cracked it open. It's like, what the hell did she do to that damn thing? It wouldn't be that right. golden brown at 165. That's true. No, no, no. It wouldn't be. She would have to cook it, but she must have cooked it for a fucking long time for it to no, yeah. crack like yeah, that. 100. You got to love the scene that then you realize Aunt Bethany has made the jello with cat food in it, and you can see the, the Fisker's famous like shapes like throughout the jello mold. Well, Clark's like, uh, Aunt Bethany, do you have a cat? And 
cousin Eddie comes in and says, like, I sure enjoy it. <laughs> Load me up some more of that there, Clark. <laughs> so I love, like, after the whole, like, the turkey thing. So they're eating the stuff. And then, you know, the cat catches on fire. <laughs> Birds up. And they carry the fucking the chair outside. He Clark, had nine lives. Or, spin them yes. Smells like fried then, pussy cat. <laughs> <laughs> but then Eddie's like, oh, that's a that's a nice chair there. We can just fumigate that thing. That's a that's a pretty good little piece. <laughs> you, if you don't mind, Clark. <laughs> yeah, yeah was we, like, oh. we, we did skip over that scene. He's like, Hey, I gave a bunch of money to that uh, you know, TV preacher, and he's like, Well, what about the kids? Well, I could give a damn about his kids. I just I love all of Eddie's one liners. They just they keep me going through this whole movie. Yeah. Clark hears a knock at the door, and it's a delivery man with an envelope for him. Relieved, Clark bl- <clears throat> Clark blurts out about a surprise pool present, which makes the entire family happy. Then Clark opens up the envelope and reveals annual enrollment to the Jelly of the Month Club. Clark goes berserk and gives the best Christmas rant of all time. The crazed Clark goes outside with a chainsaw and saws down his neighbor's tree. Eddie drives his RV over to Mr. Shirley's house to kidnap him, while Mrs. Shirley calls the police about the kidnapping. After Clark has installed the new tree, Clark explores the Christmas tree and reveals a live squirrel is living in the tree. When Chip, or, or Dale, I don't know which one it was, jumps out, every, everyone, scampers what that was. everyone scampers away as Snots chases, the, chases it throughout the house. The angry neighbor wife stands at the front door at the precise moment Clark chases the squirrel out the door, and the squirrel jumps out onto the neighbor and slams the door shut. Poor Margot. Poor, Poor Margot. But yeah, so that's uh, that whole thing. Like, you know, I got my bonus. He's all excited. This is the one. I'm putting in a pool. The big one. <laughs> oh, well, dude. I, 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 lo- I love the Clark. I love the National Lampoon's just like little bit of comedy where the guy is, you know, using the door knocker and then he opens up the door and the guy's still holding on to the door knocker in the reef and then he's just like looks at it and kind of like sets it down he's like i guess this fell in between the seat oh I, yeah i've always loved that part and then yeah he 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 hands him that and just immediately shuts the door in the guy's face like he's like sitting there waiting for like a tip or something like hey uh you know i, I brought you your mail on christmas eve like Christmas you should, Eve, you should you should definitely tip me right now, and then nope, slam the door in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a job done that poorly. Well, yeah, that's that's very true. But that's going to lead us to that rant, and oh my god, the greatest You're Christmas right. rant ever. It, well, that's not the greatest Christmas rant. That's one of the best rants going on, right? I love it. You know, he's like just gets gets so worked up, goes and gets some of the eggnog, starts slamming eggnog. <laughs> It's just like, uh, boom! If anybody wants me to wants to get me this last minute Christmas gift, here we go. Just uh, blah 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 blah. And to where if you have to say hallelujah, holy shit, at the end of a rant, you know it's a good rant. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I read that most of that was ad libbed. I guess a handful of the uh, the actors off like off camera were holding up cue cards with a handful of adjectives. But for the most part, he just kind of like free lived that and just kind of went for it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the scripted like, or well, what, what he said 
right now, and it is absolutely, absolutely amazing. It's gold. <laughs> I mean, if you could, I don't know if like if that was scripted. If I could remember that, it, I would have a hard time like like generating that much in my mind anyway. You know, uh, but yeah, if it was scripted, I could remember. It. So it's probably just like just go. You know. What yeah, I'm curious but I, that's is, right. The, the cue card makes kind of sense. They're just like, bam, bam, bam. They're probably like holding up a shit ton of them, like quickly. <laughs> yeah, because because it's literally, it's like I want to tell that cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, <laughs> low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, <laughs> hopeless, dickless, heartless, 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 fat ass, bug eyed, stuffed legs, spotty, spotty lipped. Does that mean he worm head? <laughs> Spotty lipped, worm headed, son of a shit. Sack of sack monkey of shit he is. Shit. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Four flushing. That that still bothers me. I don't know what four flushing is, but can you can like a, a, as an older gentleman of society, can you please like shed some light on it for us? Do was you that, know? Or? Was that a casual like insult you dropped on the playground back in the day? Or? No, you four <laughs> flushing. Sorry, SOB. But with all of all of that shit that's falling down on Clark, his dad reminds him, "Hey, we're all here for you. Family time. That's that's what you wanted, right?" So Clark sits down to read the night before Christmas to the kids, but he looks outside to see Eddie kicking Mr. Shirley. The boss fires Clark on the spot, but Clark unloads on Mr. Shirley about the unfairness of his action because why not? He's going to jail anyway. The SWAT team arrives outside the house when Mr. Shirley looks around and sees the errors of his way on the faces of the shell-shot Griswold clan. He apologizes and tells them that he will be putting his bonus plus a little extra. The family is celebrating at the precise moment the SWAT team breaks into the house, throwing everyone into chaos and groin-grabbing panic. Mr. Shirley tells him that he won't be pressing charges. Eddie's kids run out onto the lawn to see a shooting star as the entire family and the police run out to celebrate. The dumbass Lewis stands next to the sewer and lights a cigar. The dude never learns. Joyful and thankful, the Griswold family Christmas was a raging success. A raging success. So, so this whole thing, right? Now, oh man. So I love Eddie. Eddie fucking like Eddie says, "Oh, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna. I got to do something for Clark now, right? Here I go with my brain damaged, mental. You know, uh, uh, my mental issues, PTSD with my with the metal plate in my head. I got to do something. It's plastic now. It's plastic. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's right. But. But the uh, but I gotta you know my I I I gotta do something for Clark who just bought my kids all this stuff so I'm gonna do something for him. so I'm gonna go get this guy you know like Clark asked for and bring him in which is just awesome just awesome so, you know so I, I I never like you know all the times I watched it I never really paid attention but whenever she uh mr shirley's wife calls mrs shirley i guess when she calls the cop she's like some monstrous man in a blue leisure suit just came in and kidnapped my husband and then i finally some like, big, actually, like was she like so, some big beastly man or something big big beastly monstrous man came and kidnapped my husband i like i've never actually like slowed down and actually looked but like i mean cousin eddie is a big old boy like he ain't short now i mean to y'all that's probably normal because you're both giants but for me as a normal you know just under six foot gentleman like yeah he's actually like a pretty pretty big son of a bitch yeah 
Yeah. No, he's that. Yeah, he's a and and especially compared to the rest of the family, he's the big dude, right? Yeah. And this big I mean, beastly man in a blue leisure suit coming to kidnap your husband and take him off in this shitty RV. There's going to be some issues there, right? Which I'm curious because he he said it's running on fumes, but we never see him go get gas. And you know that Mr. Shirley doesn't live anywhere close to where Clark lives, because even though Clark is in a nice neighborhood, he's definitely not in. Shirley's neighborhood. I'm I'm curious of what Clark's salary is working for this cereal company. I mean, I know he came out with this non-nutrient cereal varnish that you know contains the crunch, but I mean, I'm I'm sure that that would make him a pretty penny. But if his Christmas bonus can cover the cost of putting a pool in back in 1989. That's got to be a like a pretty pretty in, good sized bonus. I I don't know what a pool cost back yeah. then. I would put it at least like maybe like eight to ten grand. I want to say the deposit oh. was like fourteen grand, is what he said at one. No, his deposit was like seven thousand seventy five hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. It was, yeah, that which right. is what he was going to spend on Christmas. So uh, you know, so wow. if you're, so if you're talking about right, I'm about to spend seven thousand five hundred dollars on my on Christmas. That's a shitload of Christmas right now. Wow. I'm I'm guess because like we were looking at putting in a pool. We were in Florida where it was probably easier to dig in the sand and stuff, and it was in a smaller type pool. It was looking like thirty. And Chicago up there, I'm guessing, and you know, and the bigger houses, the neighborhood stuff like that. I'm probably guessing, yeah, fifty, sixty. That's maybe. Hmm. So, so yeah. then, how is he making this financial? We never really touched on this. He's making this financial decision without talking to the missus. Like, oh yeah, I feel like that's oh a, yeah, like that's like somebody going out and buying a, a van for like uh, Valentine's Day or something like that. Like, well, I mean, seems but... so reckless <laughs> and irresponsible to not touch base with your spouse. Oh fuck! Are you so, wait? <laughs> this wasn't meant to be a stab, but I thought I'd link it in. So JJ, my, my Steve yes. buys his wife a minivan for Valentine's Day. Like a decade and a half ago. <laughs> that is a terrible Valentine's Day present, first off. Think about it from your wife's perspective. It's like, hey, here's uh-huh. something you can haul over all of our fucking kids around. Like, well, we already had the, the minivan. It was an upgrade to the minivan. So oh. So there's a di- there was a there was a it's a little bit of a more of a story to it. So you can imagine that like this guy, right, about to be gone for an entire year. We have an older van and my wife needs a newer van that to haul the kids around for a year without me and i want to get her something a little more reliable so i needed to buy her a new van and so that's <laughs> where it came from so it's like i might as well get this now and uh instead of because i'm about to leave and so yeah it kind of worked so, out that so way. what was her what was her reaction to it she loved it, but she gives me shit that it was her Valentine's present. <laughs> but she loved it and still does, you know, until we sold it 10 years later, you know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess I can't really say much. Uh, when I closed on my house, it was the day before my fiance's birthday. So I was like, she was like, what are you getting me for my birthday? And I was like, a fucking house. What do you expect? (laughs) (laughs) This is the best gift ever. Like, come on. But But, I mean, I guess this was going to be a Christmas gift for for Clark. But like, that's a huge purchase. That that, that That is is. a huge purchase. But 
But if it, he says, I'm using my Christmas bonus to put in a pool, and if it doesn't come in, I don't know how I'm going to cover the deposit. So he obviously doesn't have sixty grand in the bank. Yeah. Because yeah. he's relying on the seven and a half grand deposit. I'd probably be guessing, yeah, maybe the pool wasn't quite that much. I'm guessing, yeah, maybe thirty, forty thousand maybe even like take thirty, forty thousand. But still so, but but how much of a fucking Christmas bonus is this guy getting? So you And know, then uh, Mr. Shirley is adding on thirty percent. Thirty percent of let's just say thirty grand. Holy shit! Yeah, I need to get I mean, into the non-nutrient cereal varnish business because so. So when you think about though, like I bet Clark already makes a pretty decent amount, right? But then he gets his Christmas bonus because you know he's probably counting on that Christmas. So a lot of companies and, and you know a lot of companies use like bonuses to. Offset, not necessarily offset salary, but to give people like a little bit more salary. Zero. Well, it's kind of offset yeah. salary, right? It's like, so we'll give you this much, but then you get this much in bonuses. Well, then it's leverage for the company because that ensures that everybody's going to stay working through the holiday because they want to get that bonus, you know? It's true. I mean, it, it is it is only smart until you get a guy like Mr. Shirley who, hey, here's the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving year-round, Clark. <laughs> So my last uh, my last little thing I wanted to point out too. Did you guys how much did y'all pay attention? Okay, so the crotch grab I, I saw was also improv improv by Beverly D'Angelo. She's like, yeah, I just went for it on one of the shots, and we, you know they kept it. Uh, but did you guys pay attention to the SWAT guys in the living room during that scene? Uh, so there were four guys with guns that you could see. Two of which had assault rifles pointing at the family. Mm-hmm. Two other guys. One had an assault rifle. The other had some sort of long rifle. They were both aimed up at Ruby Sue. Two guns for the whole family, and the other two were literally gun in the face of Ruby Sue for the first couple <laughs> minutes. It was like, wait, what? Well, she's got some type of fungus that we just don't know what it is. So <laughs> They're trying I to mean... keep their distance. But I was like, wow, all those people you could be aimed at, and they're literally both of them like right there in front of her just... The hands on this little girl, <laughs> which is awesome. But she decides they're freezing, and she's grabbing his crotch. <laughs> like, why? Why are you freezing in that moment? Like, what were you doing that has you freezing in that moment? Right. And then, of course, Shirley's wife comes in, and she's like, "Hi, how you doing?" Extends her hand, shakes it, and puts it back back on the crotch. <laughs> Welcome to our home. Well, this is the part of the podcast where we're going to break down this movie on our too much meter. Here at Too Much Movie Night, we do our Too Much Meter as a slice of pizza. A uh, eight-slice pizza being the best movie. Uh, spending time with your family and getting flashed at a department store, you know? And a zero-slice movie being waking up with your headstone to the carpet and knowing that the shitter's full. So this being my movie, I'm going to I'm gonna follow us up at the, uh, the final slice. JJ, you want to start us off or Steve? I will gladly start us off unless Steve JJ, would like to go so. first. No, I, mean, I, I went first last week. You get to go this week, JJ. Okay, I will gladly go first. <laughs> this has been a staple in my household since I was a child. And it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, I'm going to watch it again. And it is a tradition that I watch it every year during the Christmas holiday season. And it will remain that no matter what. It There are so many stupid little parts because it is a stupid humor movie 
but there's so many great parts there. I I use the one-liners from this from specifically Cousin Eddie. You know, I I always reference this movie in one way or the other. I always do, and I love it, and I'll love it till the day that I die. It's one of those that, yes, my fiance doesn't really like to watch it because I'll sit there and quote the whole damn thing from start to finish, no problem, and I laugh, and I keep laughing, and I'll laugh again every time I watch it. So, I'm going to give it a good eight. Wow. Whoa. Yep. That, I mean, it is, it is, wow. my nostalgia connection to it, I just have to, I just have to give it. Wow, and eight, JJ, that's your first eight. That is my first JJ, eight. that is, that is the best. You're saying this is the best fucking movie. Oh, that's awesome. That's impressive. This is the, this is the, <laughs> let me rephrase this. This is the best Christmas movie. On a, mo- a Christmas movie night, this is your best. For a trip. Christmas movie night, I, I am not going to really watch this in the middle of July. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, since man. this is a Christmas movie episode and we are talking Christmas movies, I am giving it an eight. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I can respect that. Honestly, I can respect that. But uh, this movie is, uh, is, is a, you're right, it's one of the, you know, when you think, if I think Christmas movie, and I've always thought, right? If I think Christmas movie, I don't think like Miracle on 34th or, uh, you know, what is the, it's a wonderful life. I think Christmas vacation, right? The, the Christmas yeah. movie, Christmas vacation, right? That's just what I think. And, and, uh, um, and it's just, it's, it's a, to me, it's a, it's a, it's a classic because it's right there. And, and, uh, and, and it really is. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. There are some that there, you know, we do, we talk about like the, some of the scenes that draw out. It's a, it's a quick hit, right? It's, it's an hour and 30 minutes. It's a quick hit movie. You can see this, you can have some fun, you can get in, you can get out and, 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 and make it kind of easy. Um, a lot of good quotes, a lot of great uh, uh, characters, you know, a lot of great characters um, that, that just have, have, have enduring um, uh, just, in, just, I guess like, I don't know that, that, that are enduring. We'll put it like that. Right. And so it's a, it's a six for me. It's not the best movie I've ever seen. It's a good, it's a great Christmas movie. It's a very good Christmas movie. Uh, and on the scale, it's a six. Hey, six is still a good high number. Yes. It's a a very good movie. The middle four. So absolutely. And it, this, and this movie is with with that. that too. I mean, I still think it's an eight, but hey, I'm right. You're wrong. We'll we'll move on. Wow. Well, I now now Brian's going to give it a seven and a half. That's my guess. I'm torn at how to approach this. Um, when you're holding up my round, my Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies, this is on it. This is not a hesitation. I watch this every single year, but I do find myself with every passing year. You know, some of that nostalgia rubs off a little bit more. You, no. you notice a little bit more of those. You're those, wrong. Those cons of this. So, you know, again, the, some of those scenes I feel like going a little bit longer. Uh, you know, just a little bit of the plot holes and, and kind of what they're using is, is funny stuff. Uh, but with that being said, I'm still going to pop it in. It's just not going to be. Oh, man. 
It's hard. I love this movie, but rip the fucking Band-Aid off. Uh, I'm going to give it a five and a half slice movie. Oh! oh, oh, oh. Do it. Do uh, it. Flirt oh. between five and a half and six and a half, but it's it, it lacks some things for me. Um, yeah. No, this is your movie, man. movie night movie. Uh, does that take away any of the love for the movie I have? No, not at all. Not at all. I absolutely no. love it, but as far as it, it's not a perfect movie to me i gave uh, an eight to dark knight because i i feel like that encapsulates my my full movie night movie and this does have some limitations for me um but Definitely. not a bad movie at all Wait, at all i wrote five and a half so i yeah. i guess i'm kind of i i went into the wrong in thinking about this because i thought we were I don't know. In my mind, I was only solely thinking of Christmas movies. I wasn't comparing this to like The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not comparing it to The Dark Knight, but I'm just comparing it in the in the, in the, the pantheon of what we have and what we're doing. Well, right yeah, now. I mean, like, like, Judging. like compared to the rest of our movies, like, yes, it does yes. deserve probably like in the six range. I'll 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 gladly accept that and agree with that. Like in my mind, though, when I think of Christmas Vacation, I'm thinking of like I'm only comparing it to other holiday movies because uh, all the rest of them. I think it's fine. Like like there's only one that can can battle up to Christmas Vacation, and that's Die Hard. I don't hate it with those three scores lined up. It gives it a six and a half, um, and I I think that uh, I like that as well. I think it kind of puts it right where it should be. And if we look at where it puts us in our movies, it's actually going to come uh, tied in the third position with Dumb and Dumber. It's not as good as Hot Fuzz and Dark Knight, but it's better than uh, Tropic Thunder and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't know better than Tropic Thunder, but okay, that's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> I think it would uh, be better than Tropic I mean, I watch it more than Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, w w whether tradition comes into it or not, like, I look forward to watching Christmas But you vacation. didn't, yeah, but I'll say, but Brian didn't rate it as high as Tropic Thunder. <laughs> you rated it lower than Tropic Thunder, but you Brian said that. doesn't matter, though. Well, that's, just not my, that's my opinion. I think overall is what it, you Steve, know. Steve, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't noticed this trend that his his movies don't get picked. His ratings are always like a little off, so he doesn't matter. Well, guys, we are doing our back-to-back -back, uh, Christmas movies. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go back with my pick, one of my picks from last week, and uh, we're gonna go with the uh, the Grinch with Jim Carrey. Sweet. I'm gonna go with a uh, a family favorite, not just one of my favorites, but a family favorite uh, and a wife favorite is Elf. I'm doing Elf. Uh, we're going to go with The Night Before. Brunch. The Night... Ooh! Ooh! Seth, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> so, I am going to do... It's kind of a uh, uh, um, uh, uh, an off-the-wall sort of quasi-Christmas, but it's, it's, a, it's a... If it happens at Christmas time, is it Christmas? It's kind of the same, right? Like, like if we talk about Die Hard that happens at Christmas time, it's a Christmas movie, right? Well, technically... So, uh, Christmas Vacation never took place on Christmas. The movie ends on Christmas Eve. Wow, that's a great point. So, but it's still around around the Christmas sort of time. But now um, I have three movies. <laughs> so with that, uh, one that takes place in this Christmas uh, in the Christmas uh, time is uh, Gremlins. 
since it does happen at Christmas time, Steve, you really swayed my decision into this because you added in that third option for me. And I really, really have to go with this one because if I don't, then I'm going to kick myself. I mean, I want it to at least be an option. I know that we may not pick it Friday after next. Friday. Oh, my God. Wait, that's the third in the series? Yep. Nice. Oh wow! I don't know that I've seen you that. got you got the guy dressed up as Santa Claus robbing all the houses in the neighborhood. Like I don't even I I don't know if I've if I've seen that, but it's been a long fucking it's been a while. Maybe like I saw it one time when it first came out, but that's interesting. Oh, Grinch! That was one. Here comes two. Spin number two. I like this new wheel, Brian. I'm a fan. It's get out of here! Friday after... Oh, is it going to keep going to... Let's fucking go, boys! Yeah! Friday after next. But I get it. This one, this one. I mean, you, you have a Santa Claus robbing um, people's houses. You have Christmas parties going Spoiler on. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert, JJ. I mean... Nobody's going to tune in if they already know what happened. <laughs> I'm just saying, you gotta you gotta tune in for the for the full story, though. Oh, yeah. I can't there believe we it. We actually got that son of a bitch. I was like, you know what? It's not gonna get picked. I'm just gonna put it on the list. It is a sure great enough. Christmas movie, of course. though. It wasn't one of mine. So, what's that term that we used to use in college all the time? Um, There's a handful of them. Man, I can't. Re- oh yeah, sucks to suck. That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, folks, we're going to wrap up our Christmas vacation episode landing at a six and a half rating. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Pretty damn good. You're welcome. You're Not welcome. too shabby. Guys, this was fun. I enjoyed it. Yes. I'm excited for Friday after next because I, I don't think I've seen it. I mean, I'm glad I, to I'm glad I could join y'all. <laughs> Me too. I mean, One more week. I'm glad road, I could join huh? you from the road. Yep. Next week again from the road. Uh, from a different location. I'm uh, I'm doing a tour. Can't help it. I'm doing a tour, right? <laughs> this is uh, this see is too much movie night from a distance. <laughs> Subscribe, follow everybody. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Five, stars. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>